It is Thursday. Oh, my God, what a Thursday. You're going to be amazed and surprised. Because as Dave and I always say, and so much more, uh, March Madness kicks off. Hope you got your bracket in. Are you up for the Raw Mike Richards Challenge? I hope you... Uh, Still got a couple hours to do it. Yeah, got a couple hours. Like but two. Two. Don't, don't try to cheat either. Try to sneak in, find what other people are taking. Don't do that. Actually, if no one did that, no one would do a bracket. That's true. Because everybody steals. This is Raw Mike Richards broadcasting live from the DKI studios in downtown Toronto. The Leafs. That was old-time hockey, as in lots of goals. 6-5 after the shootout. JVR, another hat trick. What's that, his uh, third in his career? Something like that? We're going to take a look at uh, some old footage of why exactly, I think, years ago. If you were a scout, you drooled over this guy. He's still one of my favorites, by the way. I might be a little biased on that. We'll also uh, have uh, Mike Babcock uh, drop in. And Victor Newman, because of the uh, outstanding possibilities for gambling. Outstanding possibilities. He'll have his uh, NCAA picks today. So we'll do that. And we'll also talk a little uh, bad wrestling. So it's, a, what, a month away for, from... Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania month away. Yep. As Russell would say, the granddaddy of them all. That's really? Great. I didn't know he... he, he yeah, he's been walking around all morning saying that, so... Okay. Well. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, because he's, he's downstairs in the washroom, and I walk in there, and I hear him talking, and I thought he was talking to somebody. There's nobody else there, and he's talking about the granddaddy of them all. And I'm like, I, I hope you're talking about wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't particularly enjoy the uh, surprise conversations in a in a men's washroom. Yeah, I walked in on it, man. Uh, I, I had nothing uh, to do with this. I'm just saying. There's so many things I could say right now, and now it's sensitive for everybody. So I just can't even can't even do what I used to do, Dave. <laughs> even though this is the internet, why can I not just say the joke came to mind? It's because I can't. But I'm thinking it right now. It was a funny, really funny line. Uh, looking at uh, last night, uh, the Leafs get into uh, uh, as I said, a little old time hockey. A lot of I find that when they when the Leafs come out of their own end, it's, uh, it's still a little too exciting. I think probably a little too exciting for the coaching staff. And there was a lot of that last night. It got uh, sloppy at times, but, uh, you know, the, the Leafs get off to a great start. Uh, and then McElhaney. What do we make of McElhaney now? I mean, uh, I gotta be, like the one thing going into the season, I wasn't really quite sure what they had. Now, I've seen them play at a really high level, yep. you know, being out in Calgary for those years. And so you just wondered exactly, you know, where he's at. Every time they've asked him to come in and the kind of season he's had, I, be, I believe uh, – I, th- I don't I don't have any fear of when he goes in. And he'll be playing tonight, by the way, in Buffalo. You have no fear, eh? No, well, I don't. I do. I think the, the foundation will, will break itself through soon enough. I'm just saying. So yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I hope Once I hope again, I hope if you're a Maple Leaf fan, which there are several in this vicinity, um Frederick Anderson better not be injured long term or there could be some problems. I'm just saying. Well, if it was long term, but I don't I don't uh, hold my breath like I did on some teams that I've Followed from years to year, and hope that that one certain goalie. Well, he's not. Plays he's every not, game. He's not Vesatoskala, but I, I bet you somewhere in the bloodlines he might be related. So once again on a Thursday, the glass appears to be half empty. Russell, what do you make of? Uh, come on, this is your music. Here you go. What do you make into this? Uh, 
Honestly, Curtis McElhaney's been great all season for them. Great, uh, Dave, great. <laughs> barring, uh, barring there were a couple starts that he looked shaky, but for the most part, anytime he's had to come in in relief of an injury for Frederick Anderson, I think he's 3-0, and dating back to the Pittsburgh game last year at the end of the season. Uh, I think he's at like around a 932 save percentage. It's a big, number, I, big number, Dave. Big number. I will say I'm... As good as he's been, I'll agree with Dave that I'm not exactly 100% confident in him. Bingo. And I think that's wait, more. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think that that's all of a sudden <laughs> went south. Pretty, <laughs> it totally did. All of a sudden he was <laughs> great <laughs> till I don't have 100% confidence. <laughs> it's, it totally what are you, Bell? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's more that I guess I'm used to Anderson and his like calm stature and net where McElhaney's more of the flop all over the place to make the save. Also and not easy just, just to come into a game too either. It's it's Some not guys easy. aren't good at that. No. And I thought he's done a great job. Uh I'm going to the game in Buffalo tonight. So Whoa! I'm hoping, oh, I'm yeah. hoping it's uh I'm I love hoping it. he plays well. Okay, can I play a game with Russell right now? Okay. This is Let's called play. Shouting at the Library. I just thought of the name. Shouting, shouting at the shouting library. At the library. So okay. we're in the library right now because we're relatively quiet right here. There's nobody in the bar at the Pacific Junction Hotel. And, you know, when you're in a library, which I haven't been to in about 45 years, but maybe a little bit less, uh, and, and somebody starts yelling, you you recognize it right away. Yeah. So what we're going to do is <clears throat> I'm going to say a name of a team, an NHL team, and Russell, it, when, when Russell hears a team that I shout out that is a sure thing to make the playoffs, you you yell, hey, okay? So I'm going to shout okay. a team, and you're going to yell, hey, if you hear a playoff team. Okay. Are ready to go? All right. Okay. Edmonton. Detroit. Rangers. Detroit. Washington. Hey. Florida. Dallas. Hey. Oh. Those are the teams Curtis McElhaney has played against. I heard two Hayes. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see I see once again that the evil older brother has tricked has tricked the young one. It's very mean what he did just did there. It's not even a Friday. <laughs> so though that's that's his what was it, nine thirty two save percentage? 932 save percentage. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I'm just saying. Now, what I missed to say is he also played against the East York Tigers and got a shutout, and the Vaughn Mariners. Oh, yeah. Vaughn. The Mariners. Oh, yeah, that seafaring town in Vaughn. <laughs> I could be making up those names yeah, say, for anybody listening that could right be. Now. That's interesting. Well, his, his uh, head coach last night, he – uh, he thought uh, McElhaney pretty, played pretty good. Well, let's bring him in and hear from him uh, exclusively here on Raw Mike Richards because we know that they are in Buffalo this morning and they are not practicing this morning because it's a back-to-back and so forth. We bring him on on the line right now, Coach Mike Babcock. Mike, thanks for doing this. Uh, yesterday, big win for your team, 6-5. Uh, a little bit, of a, little bit of an offensive fest. I don't know if you were a big fan of that, but you were a big fan of the two points. Well, I, I just got to say that you know, when you take a look at the uh, – the overall uh, the, the way that we played last night, I thought uh, you know we come out good, and, uh, and but then that you know we just disappeared, and uh, for 35 minutes they were the better team, and you just can't have that. You, it doesn't matter uh, you know what you read in the papers or uh, 
interlog and all, all that stuff, but you gotta you gotta show up. That's the part of being a pro. Are you concerned that Freddie Anderson left this game uh, with an upper body injury? Well, I see him uh, uh, in the parking lot there doing the push-ups on top of a girl. That's interesting. So he's okay. So I, 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 it's a little thing I did there. I just tried to do a little because I know you like jokes on the show. <laughs> I but, do. But I, I thought do. I thought Mac uh, came in, done a good job. He came in cold. Uh, he kept us in the game. He he, uh, he uh, gave us a chance in the shootout, and uh, he's uh, he's going to do it again tonight. So I guess he's uh, he'll keep me ready. Why has your team had so many problems in Buffalo against the Sabers? You know, that's a good question, Davey, because uh, you know you think about it a bit. And, uh, you know, they're not a good team. We've got better players than they do. And, you know, they're from a shitty town and uh, shit ice. And, uh, you know, they, they play like shit and they got a shit goalie. So, you know, how do you lose to shit? I mean, I'm, I'm, it's I, a good way of putting I, it. I said that to JVR. And I'll tell you what, he, he played a nice game last night for the hat trick. But we're going to need him again tonight. That's how it goes. Uh, speaking of JVR, final question for you, Coach. Uh, are you going to miss his scoring next year when he signs with the New York Rangers? Well, no one said that, eh, Dave? No one said that he's got to go. And so I don't know why you'd bring something like that up. But, uh, yeah, I'm good to miss him. Thanks, Coach. Mike Babcock exclusively here on RomMikeRichards.com. I hope he doesn't go. I hope he doesn't I go either, but I'm just go, saying. I, I sense I sense a, a New York Rangers, a New Jersey Devils, maybe. Like, if he goes to the Devils, he's basically going home. Home, yeah. I mean, that's uh and it's going to be, and it's going to be a final contract for him, or, or likely, because you you're probably looking at a guy signing what a five year, six year deal. I I don't know. I, I just you know. Oh, by the way, Coach Frank on Curtis McElhaney. Yeah, but oh, hold on, there's a, Kyle okay. just uh, tweets and he goes, David Bastel just picking on the young gun this morning on Raw Mike Richards. Leave him alone. Hashtag and then hashtag that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle, for watching. Watching live Thanks, this Kyle. morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, Coach Frank on Curtis McElhinney. And and you know how Coach Frank waves the Maple Leafs flag? Of course I do. Okay, Curtis McElhinney doesn't move well side to side. He guesses on shots and looks a lot behind him. Not a lot of confidence on rebound control. His best friends are the three posts. Okay. I'm I'm not making okay. this up. I'm not making this up. I know usually I do, but I'm not. The first thing that I thought, you know, I think of all the conversations we over the years have had with our uh, our hockey insiders, number one being Pierre Maguire. And the one thing that, that we would talk about the most <laughs> was rebound control. Yes. And it's the first thing last night I'm like, oh, come on. Like on that third goal that yeah, Frederick Anderson let in? He almost bounced it out to the blue line. Yeah, that, that's the one. Th I mean, look, it, it's an easy fix. If that's if that's the problem, it's an easy fix. I just felt that usually at this level, and look, he's he's an experienced guy. Yep. You don't you don't normally see that because you can get away with stuff in junior. You can kind of get away with that a little bit, but in the pros, you can't. You nope. you get that out there. Someone's just going to fill the net. And I I was a little surprised last night how almost uh, it's not reckless. Reckless. It's just it's just a matter of focus in in rebound control of, of you know angling the stick and you know doing a bunch of different things you can do in the net to make sure that it's not going straight back out because that does not give your team a chance and so if you're looking around saying well how come they got a second or third chance it's because the goalie's pushing that puck right back to to a very dangerous place and you're generally after that or a first or second save you're not in a great position anyway you've yep. already committed so rebound control is something that's Easily fixable, but I, I I agree with that. I was surprised last night. Uh, JVR, by the way, tied for 16th in overall goal scoring in the National Hockey League with 29 goals. 
Uh, if you look at who's above him, if he gets to the 31 goal mark because there's such a log jam, he would be flirting with the top 10. John Tavares has 31 goals and he's tied for 11th. That sort of, I guess, equivalence on an open market could be close to $7 million a season. If that's the if that's what he actually signs for, like a seven year, seven million dollar deal, or you know six eight over seven years, something like that, it's it's goodbye to JVR. Speaking of JVR, and look, we've had a chance to sit down, talk with them uh, over uh, the last several years. Uh, certainly at ten fifty when we'd go down there. By the way, uh, uh, kind of nice uh, shout out by uh, Kyle again. He goes always watching the show. Love you guys since back on TSN ten fifty. Uh, so. Thanks, Kyle. We appreciate Kyle. that, Kyle. We appreciate that. Uh, for, for JVR, when you see him work in practice, so this is we go down to the MasterCard, and a lot of the times people think it's uh, showboating, you know, the stuff between the legs and all the stuff he can do around the net. He works on it. I've seen him do it for a long period of time. It's it's not something he does because it's a, it's a little you know a little icing on the cake of French pastry. He uses that frame of his because he's so well-balanced. For a guy that size, he's got great hands, and you know what? He's not a bad skater for someone. For someone again, I think at at uh, let's let's look at his uh, t- like a, the development team USA level. Sure. And when he was at uh, University of New Hampshire, so I tried to find some examples of what made scouts early on have their ta- their, their tongues uh, wagging at the skills of a young James Van Riemsdyk. I was able to find this. It was from the University of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. a game against the uh, against uh, Boston University. Watch the move that he pulls. It goes by pretty quickly. I do have two angles of it, but it's the kind of again skill set that he has with the hands, with with the feet, well balanced hockey player, and a mind and the imagination to do what he's going to do. This going back to University of New Hampshire. Get a load of this goal. And Reemsick with a dazzling move comes in and scores his See that that was see so it goes by really quickly and that's the only thing I could find. Dazzling. Strangely enough, um I've got another angle of this and it's sort of like uh, I would call it the gondola angle. And so I don't know if they're they're just watching this from the booth and not talking, but get a load of this. Here's here's that goal again. From a different angle in the move. And welcome back, Van Riemsdyk with a dazzling move comes in and scores as we come back. Well, he had been uh, dormant pretty much for the entire night. Entire. And uh, he just. Here it comes again. So this is, uh, again, the uh, the Boston uh, announcer there. And welcome back, Van Riemsdyk with a dazzling move comes in and scores as we come back. Scores. Well, scores. So there's uh, just, you know, and look, try, trying to find some of that stuff, uh, really some of his earlier stuff, uh, that's about all I could find. But look, you imagine a guy that size, though, with the ability to put it in and around his skates, dangle the puck the way he wants to. The guy the guy is an enormous talent. But again, that frame around the net, if yep. he's available, if he's available because of cap reasons with the, with the Maple Leafs and who else they got to pay, then, then put me in line. Like, where do you think he would be the most effective that would make the most difference? Like, if he goes to a New Jersey, what does his presence do on a team like that, as opposed to, I mean, if he goes to Madison Square Gardens, yeah, I mean, that, that, that would that'd be awesome. But where does he make the biggest and difference? He'd get, and he'd get really, really overpaid in, in New York. So you're at the highest stage of, uh, of eyes, and, uh, and, and money-wise, sometimes you, 
you get that little extra. Well, here's the thing. Uh, 28 years old, turning 29 in April, still lots of mileage on the body because a lot of people forget that when he was drafted by the Flyers in 07, he was a second overall pick. This guy was highly sought after uh, when he was selected in the entry draft. He was on the Flyers the next year. Like, this guy was a pop when he's, he entered he's a, the league. He's a blue, he was a blue chipper. He really was. And you know what? He has a relatively big frame. You know, you're almost looking at like the modern day version of a of a Thomas Holmstrom or a, or a Tim Kerr where he'll, he's in front of the net. But the hands are magnificent. All three goals yesterday against the Dallas Stars were in on tight. It's 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 you can't really teach players that can maneuver in in basically phone booths. Yeah. Because that, that's how good this guy is. That's a God-given talent. Yeah, it really is. Now, yeah. the skating ability, I'll 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 back off a little bit of it. Like if he signs a 7-year deal, teams might be looking at after year 3, year 4 going, "Whoa, this guy's kind of slow." But you put him on the power play, you put him in front of the net. I don't think the hands leave him. Look at Yarmer Yager. I know it's a different player completely yeah, but, but i understand why you'd say that though this i do guy, get that this guy will have hands until he's 70 yeah so it doesn't it doesn't really matter you don't lose that you lose the step sure but i mean you get what you pay for with him and what you're getting when you pay for him is 30 goals a season he's gonna hit it this year he may even hit about 33 34 this season that's a really good payday in the nhl because goal scoring is at a premium it's hard to do it's hard to find when you find it you gotta pay for it uh, also, I would say on this morning's show, a lot of people flocking to uh, Roast Beef's aid. Here's, uh, oh, no. here, here's Bob in uh, in Chicago. I don't like this at uh, all. He goes, how dare David Bastel ridicule a youngster's faith? <laughs> and then in parentheses, by the way, Happy Boolin's available too. <laughs> That's Robert in Chicago. Also, people coming to uh, Russell's uh, defense. Uh Oh, actually, uh, Robert's also talking about uh, March Madness. We'll get to some of that. Uh, we'll have Victor Newman come in. He'll he'll make some uh, yes. he'll make some picks, I assume. But st- sticking with hockey for a little bit here, uh, and you know, on that on that Boston University team, so BU is the is the team that you saw there. Uh, pretty good hockey pro. That's the team that Shattenkirk, yep, uh, played on. So the fact that it is March Madness and you build your way to the Final Four, I don't know how many people follow necessarily university hockey south of the border. I mean. Let's be honest. Uh, of the kinds of players that are coming out of university hockey and going pro, it's it's enormous now. Uh, there are schools playing hockey right now that, for myself, growing up, I can't even imagine the availability of getting a scholarship south of the border because it is it is widespread and the hockey now is being played at the highest of levels. So therefore, the Frozen Four is pretty significant. Now this goes back to two thousand and nine. Once again, I mentioned uh, we showed that. Uh, clip with the jvr that was actually shattenkirk's team Hmm. this is his team here is it 2009 this is one of the craziest endings i've seen once again it's the frozen four this is miami of ohio who has a very good hockey program playing boston u this is a crazy finish property of ncaa and i'm sure espn but it's worth the watch watch how this thing ends what do we got about a minute under two minutes to go Minute 19, Boston is down by two goals. 119 left to go. And the faceoff. Boston University wins it. A shot. Bounce and a save made. Maybe none bigger. Brandon Yip the chance. Rebound shot wide by Shattenkirk. 
Boston University with the extra skater getting chances. Yep, takes it behind the net, dropped it off, backhander, save made, held the post, rebound in the middle, they score! I think McCarthy, there were three carriers, and it is a 3-2 game with 59.5 left. Here's what I love about that in the, in the hockey. No, keep it rolling, just keep it rolling. All of a sudden, the the, the the pep band, the marching band, comes in with the with the bells and the horns, which you never hear in a hockey game. It just sounds so odd to hear basically a marching band, a stage band, like you hear in basketball. So now they're one goal down with a lot of pressure, but this is one heck of a finish and a great final in the Frozen Four. Right in here. He's given a little bit of room, and it goes right underneath his arm. Credit it to Conley as that uh, as Zach Cohen, brother. Credit it to Cohen as it did not come back to McCarthy. Benino and Yip at 19 minutes. Now they need one more. Goalie heads for the bench. Shot wide by Lawrence. Over to get it is Wilson. Empty net at the other end. Boston University still down a goal. Benino. Send it to the near side board. They're looking up to the point. Orsovsky will send it back to Wilson behind the net. Wilson pinned up along the boards. Great play by Weber. Puck freed up, though. Terriers on the move. Off the near side, Orsovsky. Centering backhander, Wilson wide. Rebound held on to. 20 seconds. In the middle. Pass. Now, see, that's what the, the Leafs should have. Let's get that going. Get a marching band in uh, the arena. Little, uh, stage band for hockey. Uh, here's Carl actually saying the ACHA National Championship is also an awesome showcase for college hockey talent. Plenty of Canadians playing for American colleges. And i got to be honest, if uh, I'm looking back on, on some of the options we would have had back in, uh, you know, the 80s. Yep. You, you wouldn't have gone to. I mean, you can go to uh, San Diego State. Arizona State has a hockey team now, too. Arizona State. You know, Playboy used to come out with the, the hottest girls. Arizona State was in there. <laughs> this is what I'd be thinking. This is why maybe it's not, it wouldn't be good for me to play in the it's South. A good sell. Good sell to yeah. prospects, right? You know, when Arizona they, State. Yeah, you walk on going, oh, oh, hey, Mike, what's that over there? What do you mean? Oh, is that a volleyball game? A girls' volleyball game? <laughs> Sign. Sign here. Uh, but that is uh, that uh, some uh, pretty great stuff. You're watching rawmikerichards.com either on the uh, website or the dedicated YouTube channel. We appreciate that. And subscribe so you don't miss anything, including all the promos that go out uh, uh, later on in the day. We had some great ones yesterday. The curtain of distraction for Arizona State <laughs> killed me. Just killed. And so then they have celebrities showing up in there. So these guys are trying to shoot a free throw where Elvis comes out. Michael Phelps came out in the Speedo. We saw a Speedo guy yesterday from from Duke. Uh, There's some great stuff. And I send that out later on the day. So if you miss the show or want to see those parts, uh, it will be sent out. And if you subscribe, it goes right out to you. You see it uh, exclusively. Uh, Also, what do we want to get to? Oh, some of the... uh, moves yesterday in uh, in the National Football League. Mm. So Buffalo gets A.J. McCarron. Basically, he's a different version of Tyrod Taylor. But I, no, I'm just joking. I'm or joking. as I like to call him, Catherine Webb's husband. Oh, Catherine Webb's husband, yes. <laughs> because let's be honest. Uh, I don't know what they think that they improved there. They got rid of Tyrod Taylor and they brought in A.J. McCarron. Peterman's going, what about me? Well, Yeah, we saw what you yeah, did. Yeah, he, he 
Cheese steaks. Shut up and make those sandwiches, Peterman. Peterman. Uh, so uh, again, you know, and you, you for what he did when he came in. You know, we're talking about a very small sample size. Yep. It's it's uh, it's what made Rob Johnson the most ridiculous and overpaid move when he comes out of what was it, Jacksonville and he comes to Buffalo with the headband and that was just a disaster. Kirk Cousin apparently he was uh. Dining with the uh, the Vikings uh, leadership and some of the players having a good old time. I still think it's going to be very interesting and it's going to be very easy to see what happens. So if you're a betting man, which we which obviously we are, are yeah. we have ex- uh, big problems. Who has better stats at the end of next year? Is it Kurt Cousins okay, or, or Case Keenum in Denver? Ooh. I'm going Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You feel that strongly going, about it? Only because of the receiving core on the Vikings is so good. I'm not saying the Broncos don't have it, but, I mean, if you're looking at the offensive stuff, and a lot of people forget this, this Minnesota Viking uh, team that that just about, you know, went to the next round, uh, which would have been the Super Bowl, uh, outside of a blowout loss to the Eagles, was missing Dalvin Cook for the majority of the season. Dalvin Cook was supposed to be their best offensive weapon. Young running back that was utilized also out of the backfield to catch balls. They already have two really good receivers in place. Uh, it's a strong offensive line. I think Kurt Cousins goes in there seamlessly and, and, and does well with the Vikings. I, I, I think it's a great situation. I think it was a smart idea for him to do that. The Vikings will win that division, and the Vikings will contend to go to the Super Bowl. Whether or not they can do it, We'll see, but they will be part of the mix. We're going to be curious once again to see what happens with the with the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, that, oh. uh, with Chucky on the sidelines. And too. you know what? You have to think there's going to be a little bit of an improvement considering last year was a massive, massive fail yeah, for the that Raiders. Was terrible. And, terrible. De- and Derek Carr has to be better than what he is. And healthy. Yep. And healthy. So, so if we're... We're taking a look at also, uh, by the way, uh, sticking with the uh, the AFC East. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater now a Jet. Yep. And I'm I'm crossing my fingers because I always liked the guy. I liked him coming out of university. I think he's got a tremendous football IQ. It was just, you know, the reconstructed knee. We'll see what happens. I hope he has a great year because I think he's uh, a great talent and and I always want to see those those kinds of guys do well. He does all the right things as the coaches say, mm-hmm. doing it the right way. He was always that kind of player. So as long as he gets protection. So what does he have in, in the backfield? Who is he handing that ball off to? Because to me, that is that is crucial to a guy who's coming back like Well, this. Well, between Bilal Powell, Powell, who will be one of the running backs, they did sign Isaiah Crowell from the, from the Cleveland Browns, so he's going to be one of their guys. Uh, we'll see what they do with the receiver position. Robbie Anderson has had some legal problems this offseason. Uh, he was a very decent receiver considering he was a smaller target for the Jets. They will improve on that, too. They have to bring in a couple more weapons for him. And, and the thing is, Teddy Bridgewater will compete with Josh McCown because Josh McCown was also signed to a deal by the Jets. It is short term. They're they're going to battle it out, and we'll see who number one is because I don't think you sit there and anoint one guy or another as the number one. You have a competition, and I hope to God the Jets draft some sort of quarterback of the future because clearly with Bridgewater in place, you're not sure exactly if if he does have a future. It'd be great if he did, and if he turns out to be great, you sign him up long term. But with Josh McCown, you have a caretaker quarterback that is in place to to elevate yourself to the next. Everybody talks about the bridge deal. They have bridge quarterbacks in place. 
One of them could be that next one. The other one likely will not be the next one, but they have to get to that next place in the, in the depth chart, and we'll see if they can do that. So, I mean, the dust is still uh, clearing on, on free agency in the NFL. But if, if we're going through right now, just, just quickly based on that, and again, it's a, again, we talk about small sample sizes. You know, you, you haven't really seen these guys in play. But if I'm taking a look at, at uh, let's start with the AFC East. If the New England Patriots finished at thirteen and three, mm-hmm. Bills nine and seven, the Dolphins six and ten, and the Jets five and eleven, if we go um, through the divisions, who gets better? Who gets worse? Are the Patriots a thirteen and three team next year? I don't think they are. I, I really don't think they are. They lost uh, a pretty good offensive tackle in Nate uh, Solder, who signed with the Giants. Danny Amendola is a member of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That takes another weapon. But Julian Edelman should be ready to go for training camp. So there's there's your replacement there. Gronk has to be healthy. Tom Brady has to continue to drink that magical Kool-Aid that makes him look like he's 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, I think they win the division for sure. Uh, I think they're at least a 10-win team. 13 is a lot because they struggled to get to that last year. I, I see them, and again, when you're, you're arguing small points like that, so they come down from 13 to what, 11, 13 yeah. to 10? Bingo. But do the Bills, do they stay in 9 and 7? Do they get better? Well, that See, that's the interesting thing because I think with the Jets' improvements, with the Dolphins' improvements, with the Bills, you know, they have made some improvements. We'll see what the draft looks like as well. You see three teams in there. That could be probably interchanged like a Rubik's Cube. You, you really do. I, I don't think you could sit there and say the Bills surefire second place, the Dolphins third, and the Jets. I don't, I don't think it works like that. I think you th- see three teams that will all miss the playoffs next year, and the goal for all three teams is that 500 mark. We'll see if anybody gets there. I'm sure one of them will, but let's see what this draft looks like as well, and free agency isn't over yet, and I like what some of these teams have done. Uh, so far, uh, you know, th- there is a lot of money to be spent among the three teams. There is some serious cap room, so we're not done just yet. But they should be improved all around. When you look at the AFC North, so you got the Steelers were thirteen and three, followed by the Ravens at nine and seven, the Bengals at seven and nine, and of course, the Browns at zero and sixteen. And I don't think you're going to see an over season next year for the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, even though it's not a you know a superstar uh, studded off season so far. But they've got some, they've got some players in place. Do they win? Do they win three games next year? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely do. I think the Browns could win up to five to six games. To tell you the honest truth, I think the Browns might even push around some of those teams in the division. If you're if you're the Baltimore Ravens, watch out for the Cleveland Browns because you may be splitting the series with them. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you might be splitting the series with the Cleveland Browns. I'm sure the Pittsburgh Steelers will continue to mop up with the Browns, and the Browns might make it interesting. But what you'll what you'll notice this year is. You will no longer see the Browns double-digit underdogs facing teams this year because they are going to get a little more serious, and they are going to draft well with the one-and-four positions. They have a caretaker quarterback in place, which is much better than what they've had in the past. The receiving core looks fantastic, especially if you're drafting fantasy-wise. We'll see if the offensive line can hold together and protect the quarterback, and, and hopefully they do draft a quarterback of the future. In the AFC South, this this division, I think, is going to look really quite different. I mean, you saw what the Houston Texans had to go through. If, a, if their city wasn't getting pounded by a, a typhoon or whatever, yep. you had star uh, defensive players and, of course, your star quarterback going down at 4-12. and 12. It was a season that basically was forgotten, and, and I don't put too much into that 4-12 and 12 record. I look at the Colts, who were dreadful. 
Yes, and they will continue to be. Joyful. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they get better. They've do, won fourth place. Do the Texans get good enough that they they win that? So you, because you had a ten and six Jacksonville team, you had the Tennessee Titans at nine and seven, the really wildly inconsistent last year too. Can te- can the Texans win the AFC South next? Yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they can. And and if they don't, they will compete for a wild card spot because I think it's a two horse race between them and Jacksonville. But don't sleep on the Titans either. They got a new coaching staff in place. It's basically New England Patriots light. But when you bring in that kind of power group, I, I think I think it will help Marcus Mariota. There's another season of Marcus Mariota. They're going to add some more weapons. I like what they've done to the defense so far. I would go even as far as saying this could be a three-team race where all three teams will be over the 500 mark. We'll see how many make the playoffs, but it should be good. Jacksonville will improve on last season. I think they could hit as many as 11 wins next year. Well, coming up, this is a division, i got to be honest, that I think is going to be fascinating, and that's the AFC West, where you have Kansas City, Los Angeles, Chargers, the Oakland Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. This thing... You could have four teams going down to the wire. I'm serious in that in that in that division. And I think all four teams will be plus 500. Uh, I think this this is the equivalent to in the uh, in the NFC what we've seen in the South Division with the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Tampa Bay. Three of those teams last year, the Saints, Panthers, and uh, Falcons were over 500. Tampa Bay had a little bit of a setback. Basically, the Raiders are the equivalent of Tampa Bay. They should have done a lot better than what they are, and I think they will this upcoming year. I still look at this division going, you know what, it's up in the air only because the Kansas City Chiefs have a starting rookie quarterback that will have to get adjusted to the league. Does he have enough? Uh, uh, you know, background, enough uh, spunk that he could be a Rookie of the Year candidate? Absolutely. He's surrounded by all sorts of offensive talent. We'll see if the Chiefs could actually put everything together, but that's that's the that's the number one question. Case Keenum, can he continue to do what he did in Minnesota with the Broncos? We'll have to see. Derek Carr, is he going to be healthy, and can he lead an offense with the Raiders, which should be able to put up 25 points in a blink of an eye? The Chargers... I just don't know what the Chargers. See, they could be out of those four teams. They could be the fourth. They could be the yeah. fourth, uh, and I also look at that going. You know, Philip Rivers is now another year older. I like what they did by overachieving last year. A lot of people looked at them and thought, "Man, if they could have got off to a better start than they did last year, it might have been a different scenario." But uh, if I'm mapping out the four teams, I, I do have them in the fourth spot. Also, as we move to the NFC East, you see some quarterback changes. You got the Redskins in there. You've got the Giants, whatever that's going to be. The Cowboys. I just don't. The, the Eagles win thirteen games last year. Yes, they could win more next year. They could, and they're they're probably the class of not only the division but the conference. I think they can win the division again. I don't know if they can go to the Super Bowl again, but we'll have to see. Dallas should be Dallas. Dallas should be a, a, a plus five hundred team. Washington will be the interesting team in this scenario. Alex Smith is a very good regular see, season quarterback. Okay, so we talked about some of the you know some of the numbers, and if we're going to compare quarterbacks, so if it's Kirk. Cousins, Case Keenum. I'm putting uh, Alex Smith in that category too to see what he does with his new team because I, he always seems to be having to prove himself even yep. after all the from the moment he's he's drafted out of uh, Utah, he just has never got the easy ride. So there's another guy I'm gonna be because you know he can run too. 
Yep. He and you know what? I think he probably fits this offense a little bit better with, than what Cousins did last year. And Cousins, Cousins at times was missing a lot of his offensive weapons. We'll have to see what happens. But I think this Washington team that was seven and nine last year can easily be nine and seven this year. Uh, you look at the Dallas Cowboys; they were nine and seven. Zeke Elliott was out for five, six games, whatever that suspension was. If he's back in the lineup. This is a 10-win team as well. So, uh, you know, uh, the Giants will be the fourth-best team. They will draft a quarterback in the number two spot. Eli Manning might have his last year this year in the NFL, or at least with the New York Giants. We'll have to see. Uh, And he could be that guy that mentors the future because the future is now for the Giants, and there's going to be a little bit of hard times before they go back to Giant football, which has traditionally been a pretty winning program. Now, this is again early to be making, you know, sort of our predictions as as you said, free agency. Not yeah, this is just the general. But I'm just thinking to this point, if I'm taking a look, and here's another prediction. This year in the NFL, we're gonna see better football than we did last in fact, I think better football than we have in the last couple of years. I hope so. I got some hopes that the teams that were really bad, some of them have really quite improved. I mean, if I'm taking a look at, at the standings, do I really think that San Francisco is going to be last in the NFC West? Nope. They're going to win more than six games. So let's continue on. The NFC North, so you got the Vikings. You know what you're dealing with there. The Packers, obviously another, again, forgotten season. Uh, so you've got Aaron Rodgers healthy. The Bears, I think they win more than five. They, they were 5-11 and 11 last year. The only team I don't know if they're that much better, just because they are who they are, is the Detroit Lions. Correct. Otherwise, you've got a very engaging NFC North. You really do. Uh, And Mitchell Trubisky has some weapons this year with the Bears. I still find them to be the fourth best team in that division. And it's only because they're in that division. You're going to lose to the Minnesota Vikings. You're going to lose to an Aaron Rodgers team where he is healthy and he has a Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Graham might be uh, refurbished as a Packer. We'll have to see about that because it better be the Jimmy Graham that was the Saints and not the Jimmy Graham with the Seahawks. We'll yeah. have to see about that. And we will have to see about that. I'm not so sure about paying that money for that. I like I like what the Vikings have done in the offseason. I think they are very capable of winning 12 to 13 games. I think the Packers are going to be in the mix, but they will not be be Minnesota Viking worthy. Detroit and Chicago, don't sleep on the Bears surpassing the Lions. I know it sounds kind of weird, but, but... I don't think it sounds that weird. But the Lions, I'm sorry, 9-7 and seven isn't that hard to chase when the Bears have made some nice improvements, uh, and we'll have to see what the Lions can do in their free agency battles as well. NFC South is always interesting. You just really never know quite what you're going to get. You have the Saints, you've got the Panthers, you've got the Falcons. The disappointment over, I think, uh, Tampa Bay had a lot of aspirations, I think, for uh, such a, a season that it went 5-11. and 11. Now, I get that they had a lot of injuries on defense. I mean, they were, it was patchwork for half of that season. They've just got to be better than they were last year. Or they'll, they'll be left in fourth once again. Yeah, they will, and they have to be better than five wins. I think they will be better than five wins, but when you're looking at the rest of the division, man, who do they surplant? I, I, I don't see it right now. I think the Saints win the division again. Drew Brees is back for another two seasons, and some of these, some of these younger pieces and how well the Saints have drafted are going to start to come through. A lot of people forget about this but the Saints clearly should have beat the Minnesota Vikings last year in the postseason and should have been going to the Philadelphia's barn to play them in the conference final that didn't happen because of a miracle catch I think the the duel in the backfield will help Drew Brees again I think the Saints could win more than they did last year. Carolina will be up there again. It'll be interesting to see what Atlanta can do. I can almost see them taking a step back. I could see the Buccaneers taking a step forward. How much is 500 good enough for the Buccaneers? Well, 
when you're five and eleven the previous year, I guess might it's be. okay. Might but be. It that might, might be. be it. Yeah, and that's that's you know. And again, when I take a look at the, as we've gone through some of these uh, divisions, the ones right now that appear to be the weakest. So I, I would say the AFC East. Mm-hmm. But that, after, that is that is the weakest. But division. after that. This, this is what I'm saying. I think maybe next year, because I've been pretty hard on it in that I felt for the last several years, that football gets played in the middle. Everything's in the middle. I don't see necessarily teams filled full of uh, uh, dynasties. Some people maybe don't even want to use that word anymore. But I, do, I will say coming out of the season, I felt differently than I did in the middle of the season, which is even without Carson Wentz, that Philadelphia team's pretty fun to watch. And obviously with what uh, Foles did, then you got to think that uh, – that I, they have a really great chance of winning again. I think they're that good, but Minnesota shows some class. But the rest of the divisions and the rest of football, at least from my you know my lofty perch right now, it certainly looks a lot better because of, as we go through the NFC and again, I don't know. There's some years where where it's almost unwatchable, but if I'm taking a look now at the NFC West, Rams are going to be good again. Very good. Seahawks will drop. Yes. Arizona Cardinals, I never know what they're – I can never figure that team out. But San Francisco just got better. San Francisco got a lot better. San Francisco got so good that they will compete with the Rams. It's going to come down to the 49ers and the Rams and their two matchups during the regular season. I think the Rams right now, for my money, are the better complete team because of the defense. They've really shored up that secondary. They still have a great front seven, and that's the key to what the Rams can do is stop the opponents because on the offensive side, you have a young, promising quarterback that is another year older and growing with the program. You have one of the star running backs in the NFL and Todd Gurley, and the receiving core seems to be in place. They have to replace Sammy Watkins, though. Watkins leaves for free agency for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have to replace that guy, even though he was only around for a little more than than half the season look for the Rams to do something in that position if they do and even a draft if they can draft a receiver or find somebody to plug those holes the Rams will be back the Rams will even improve on 11 wins next year yeah so I'm looking forward to it and of course uh that means better betting and as you know we're really all about that yeah it's I mean, the NFL for me in these past years I mean there are some there are some games that it would be literally impossible to be interested in if it wasn't for putting money on the games. And even still, how what, what is the team that you enjoy watching the least? What is what is the no matter what see cuz I'm not big on anything to do with Tampa Bay. Over the years I'm like I I just don't care. Jacksonville has been in that category for me. Jacksonville's improving with me. Yeah. But even it, some of those lower scoring games where they cover numbers. Oh god, yeah. Again, betting. <laughs> the viewing not as much. By the way, I would assume today, uh, for those in the GTA uh, going across that uh, border, yes. I think tonight, what is the percentage of Leaf fan to Sabre fan in that building? 75. 75%. 75%. Yep. Russell, you will be part of that 75%. Are you uh, going to do anything special tonight for the game? Uh, I don't think anything too special planned. Uh, it is surprisingly the first time I've seen a Leafs game live with my dad. So Whoa, really? Be, really? Well, that'll be yeah. good. So that'll be something. Uh, I didn't know that. Might stop in Niagara Falls on the way. Oh, Sundowner. Some, Sundowner have, with dad. Have That's some drinks because yeah. I'm still yeah. not 21 in yeah. the States. You guys high-fiving with the table dance. Yeah, when Misty comes yeah. around. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Would but, you like a dance? <laughs> 
I'd, I'd pay for that. I would love to see that. <laughs> We're buying the first dance if yeah. this comes through. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what else is planned? You're, are you staying down there? No, no, coming back tonight. So it'll be a... Well, he's got to work tomorrow morning. Yeah. Work no, tomorrow I'm, morning? And I'm uh, feeling tired already. I'm not... <laughs> I'm thinking we might need a. <laughs> we, might, we might take off. We the need Friday. another, an, an, a, yet another March break. There you go. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm in the middle yeah, of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa has a lot of energy. Let's just say We're that. We're such hard workers here on this show. <laughs> I mean, it's a very draining hour that we put into this thing. You have to, you have to understand that. Uh, no, that's cool. Uh, you know, fun with the dad going down there. That's a, yeah, absolutely. That, that that's is very be, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And you know, it's a great place to watch a game. Yep. Uh, especially as I said, when you're going to be amongst all the Leaf fans, Curtis McElhenney again uh, starting tonight. Although lately, trying to figure out—I mean, we're talking about gambling, gambling on the NHL. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Are we uh, okay? So I'm just throwing this out there. Are we totally sold on Tampa Bay? Are we totally sold that they're this? Uh, you know, I, I, we look—we see your record, we get it. Yeah. But going into the playoffs, are we just completely sold that Tampa Bay? I mean, when, you, when you've when you got Ottawa, who was in Florida the night beforehand, and it's always really difficult regardless of what the teams are playing like, when you go for, do that Tampa Bay, Florida, Florida, Tampa, you know, that 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 travel, back-to-back, was it 7-4 that got lit up the other night at yeah, home? Yeah, they did, yep. That's exactly what they did. Against a team who is basically defensively challenged. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and you get scorched like that. You know what's crazy about Tampa Bay? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with defense and defensive structure and, uh, you know, Stop me if you've heard this before, but I think Andre Vasilevsky in the last month has lost the Vesna Trophy. I really do. I think it's wide open. I'd actually start to open the gate and say Pekka Rene might be there at the end, considering how well the Nashville Predators have done and his 38 wins and his goals against, which is top five in the NHL, and how good that team is structurally overall. Like The Nashville Predators are the best team in the world at this present time, a lot of it has to do with Pecorene. And you look at Tampa Bay, Mike, you talk about a lot of these points, a lot of these wins were done in the early season. They got off to a fantastic start. They've been first place for as long as the season's been long. They, so They look the most consistent. And I'm not saying that Mike Fisher is is the game changer in terms of you know matchups when you play other teams. But when you're getting a guy like that coming out of retirement, it, it just seems to me to be that finishing piece on if I'm looking at all the teams uh, and, and based on the performance in the regular season, you add a guy like that, that is just that that emotional sort of over-the-top, put a guy in the dressing room, you know, someone who's loved in the franchise, loved in the city. If you're looking at what are the uh, what are the futures by the way? Are you still are there still futures on the uh, Stanley Cup or are the numbers all dropped? They, they should be. They should be. Before I get to that, Pecorene, leader in shutouts, he is uh, fifth in goals against average he is second in wins and his team is the best in hockey I, I i think that's a reason right now why people are sitting there going maybe a guy that doesn't get enough credit will start getting credit as far as futures are concerned well, it's still a small market town I, there's very few people that i've run into unless you know a pk subin fan or something like that here in toronto because yep. that's where his family's from but generally i'm taking a look at at the season that they had and you don't see. I might want to lay some money on that. That's not. So, a, so I mean, now now I'm taking a look. Now the only other team that that you always have to figure is going to be in that running just because of who they are is, is the Penguins. I still think Pittsburgh is always a that they're always going to be tricky. 
But what do the numbers look like? Well, right now, uh, Sports Interaction is predicting a Tampa Bay-Nashville Stanley Cup final. Your final four, according to Sports Interaction, is the Nashville Predators knocking off the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning knocking off the Pittsburgh Penguins. Your outsiders that are just on that next tier are the Boston Bruins, Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs, Washington Capitals, all ranging between 10 to 18 to 1 to win oh. the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but that's, that celebration in, in Nashville going to be good. It is. Oh, yeah. By the way, both Nashville and Tampa Bay are paying 5.5 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. So you're getting 550 to 1. That's outstanding money. Yeah. But you got to be part of the biggest, hardest tournament to win. At the end of it all. I won't see Carrie Underwood make it. Actually, no, I didn't. It was my mama. Oh, you see my mama naked. <laughs> Actually, I, I like Nashville. <laughs> Nashville is fun. I do. Just parts of it. You just don't want to You just don't want to stroll outside of the city limits. No. That's where you start hearing Cletus. When we, oh, when we went down to Lynchburg, Tennessee on that one, uh, it was a contest. Hashtag Jack Daniels. Yeah. You will hear people. I'm not making this up. Maybe we could get that music back. You will. Uh, you will hear people when you when they start talking about the uh, the year, a given year. You will actually hear them say, "Oh, what? It disappeared now. Now it's not even I know here." What you're gonna say? Nineteen. It's, it's almost like 1984. And I said, "So when did that happen?" He goes, "Oh, that'd be about uh, 19 and 84." And 84. <laughs> So I started asking all these questions, and the people who just were, because you wanted to hear it, and they're saying, "Don't come on, we know what you're doing. Just don't do that." <laughs> Why? What year is the next election? Yeah. What year did George Bush leave oh, office? Like, what year did you guys join? I was asking questions about Vanderbilt. And... What year was that again? Yeah, yeah. I kept saying that. I'd be like, <laughs> stop doing that. You're insulting the locals. So did you did you go to the Jack Daniels? Oh yeah. Did you now? Do they sell anything like cheaper there because it's Jack Daniels? It's like you get stuff that you can't get back here. So you'll uh, you'll get these okay. etched bottles. Yes. And uh, you know we had we ran into Jimmy Bedford. So he's the mm-hmm. master. I mean he was the guy that was the master taster for all those years. You also see where a lot of the guys on I the team. I thought that was you, the master taster uh, of uh, well, Jack Daniels. No, no, I'm the master taster of. A lot of things. Just, <laughs> that was a bit of a challenge for me, just so you know, folks. The worst heaving, the worst vomiting episode I ever had was Jack Daniels. I don't believe it. I had a studio at the time in Toronto, and I woke up, and I was cold because I was covered in my own vomit. Wow. That's a great story That's for the kids. Story. I'm like, why am I so cold? <laughs> By the way, we're getting a lot of traffic on King East right now because I'm, I'm checking out a limousine. So I think somebody's going to be joining oh. us within the next couple of minutes well, here. So I don't know if you're expecting anybody. I haven't. Well, I've just seen the front of it. I don't know. Do you have somebody coming? Well, Victor said he was going to come in because of. Uh, well, we're about an hour and, well, not to be precise, but an hour and eight minutes away from the first <laughs> from tip off. Not, not that you have that from timer up. So yeah. I, I think maybe is he? Yeah, he's making it. It is Victor Newman, actually. Yes, let's oh. let's welcome him to the studio. Always nice seeing him on a Thursday. Victor Newman and his passionate picks, and I'm guessing it might be dibbling and dabbling in some NCAA March Madness. Well, well, David, I want to say to you, what was that? So let's start with the damn basketball. Okay. As you know, I'm a huge fan. You are. And I'm going to do damn well at this. I'm already a millionaire, and I'm going to make some more damn money. And when I do, 
I'm going to come by your house. Okay. Because I know that's where Victoria is going to be. <laughs> and by the way, I don't mean my own damn daughter. Stop being such pigs out there. I'm talking about Dave's sister-in-law. Yum, yum, yummy. I love bummy. I saw her yesterday, actually. Oh, she, she, she says hi. Yeah. Was she in a bikini? No, no. She usually doesn't wear a bikini to her parents' house in March. Let's get to the pigs now. Let's start with Oklahoma and Rhode Island. It is a small price at minus two. You're going to take the Rams. That's a damn good job. And there's win number one. Then we get some mismatches, as we usually do. Gonzaga is going to play NC Greensboro. They are a decent team when they play in their own conference. But this is not that. In Gonzaga, I've got them going to the Final Four. Ooh. Actually, I don't, but they're going to be better than Hensi Greensboro. Minus 11 and a half is what I have that at. Also, Kansas. It's almost where they're playing a home game for the Jayhawks. They're playing the Smarty Pants from Pennsylvania. I ain't that damn smart. If they were, they wouldn't play this game. Minus 12. I'm going to take the Jayhawks. Finishing with basketball, Seton Hall is going to play NC State. That, that game going to be close. Very close, David. But you're going to take Seton Hall at minus two and a half because it's a damn good price. Then I have some extra fun. It is the Europa League. Of course. As you know, when I was younger, I played soccer. You know that, right? You did. Something about Adidas shorts, too. That's why you can tell the strong calf and thigh muscles that Russell was rubbing before I came on the show. Russell, don't do that in front of other people, all right? It's damn disturbing. But I don't blame him. Did you know I can put my <laughs> Did you know I could put my head between my knees? I, I did know that, yes. You've you've told me that. You even showed me that. Take Arsenal. I said Arsenal. Don't be rude. Over AC Milan at home. That's an easy win. I also think Lyon, which is in France. Mm. They're gonna beat CSKA Moscow. CSKA. Stands for goddamn idiots. And Leon's going to win. There's six games. You take those picks and win the money. <laughs> Good luck to all of you. And by the way, Victoria, I love you. And uh, we love you, Victor Newman. Thanks for joining us. Victor's picks, his oh, passionate picks. You can do so many. A lot of uh, <laughs> soccer and uh, NCAA in there. It does start in one hour. So if you have not joined... Our group, which you should. Raw Mike Richards Challenge. Look it up. I've mm. put out a couple of tweets out there. You should be able to find it. And as we said, uh, what? We got a, about at least a little over an hour. And we start, I think, if uh, do it, can I actually get to that bracket? Let's take a look. Yeah, Early on, there are some games that are a little bit tricky, but I, I don't have a lot of uh, faith in Oklahoma. I noticed that Victor uh, picked that. A lot of people think that Oklahoma probably shouldn't even been there. Uh, I agree. So I think when I take a look at Rhode Island in that first matchup, that's that's pretty nice. Some of the upsets, if you want to see upsets, uh, I love Providence too. Providence is going to be one that's going to get out of there. But there's going to be some tight games. That uh, Virginia Tech-Alabama game going to be tight. And I've also heard people talking about not being shocked if Marshall can take out Wichita in that first Don't round. say that. Yeah, it's, You're uh, not going to shock the shockers, no. are they? Well, I, I I don't know. Uh, a lot of people watching Florida, St. Bonaventure, only because St. Bonaventure Go had to Bonnies. play their way in there. Uh, Go Bonnies. Then you have, uh, uh, again, a couple of matchups to, today that people will be watching. 
loyal to Chicago, Miami is another one that uh, people just assume Miami will get by. If things were all set and nice, I guess they would. But Loyola, Illinois can play a lot better if you haven't seen them play. So once again, March Madness is going to take place in about an hour's time. And as you know, oh, why is this music still here? Somewhere in time. The, oh, that's with the, what's his face? Oh, by the way, who died the other day? The, the Smarty Pants guy. Uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Let it. What are you being out there? Be nice. Be nice. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yeah, let's do some karate. It's time. He's not that nice a guy. I saw the movie. I didn't see the movie. Good movie or not? Was it? It's an excellent movie. Was it? Okay. But Stephen Hawking, Hawking does not come across as the greatest guy. Better than Star Wars? Yes. I didn't see the Star Wars I didn't one. See Star Wars. Someone was that League of the Justice League or something? Okay. Uh, Gibby, Kevin Gibson. Yep. Said it was horrible. Really? Just terrible. Mm. Yeah. Like the Broncos quarterback situation. Oh. Let's get ready to rumble! Okay, so you got those picks. If you want to get to the brackets, the Raw Mike Richards Challenge, you have almost less than an hour to do it. So if you want to, get on it. Good luck to everyone. Let's win some money. Yeah.